Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Waybreak Podcast. I'm super stoked for this one because we have been doing the Waybreak Podcast now for over an entire year. An entire year of the Waybreak Podcast, which is just insane. And I've wanted to quit so many times. I've said this before recently. Um, I'm just, <laughs> it's, just, it's a lot of work. But I'm so glad I stuck it out. I'm so glad I kept doing it. And I really appreciate you for listening. If you're new to the show, my name is Dylan Kelly. I'm the founder of Waybreak. We help Shopify stores stop leaking revenue with done-for-you email marketing. And here on this podcast, we don't just talk about email. We talk about everything. And I interview the people behind the top Shopify stores, the top Shopify apps and products and services. And I get them to open the curtain and share their secrets. I ask the uncomfortable questions and I get them to answer it live and I record it and then I put it out for everyone to listen to. Uh, It's been great. Some insane value bombs have been dropped every single episode and I'm super excited because today we've got another one with tons of value bombs dropped. But before we get into that, I wanna say this. Like first things first, it's a brand new year. 2019, well, it's gonna fly by and be over before we know it, but for now, it's it's a new year. It's fresh. I wanna ask you like, what is your goal for the year? I know you you probably have a goal written down. If you haven't written it down, write it down somewhere. Write it down. It's something so powerful. But it's time to get started on working towards your goals. It's time to take action. Christmas break is over. It's time to you know put the cookies away. You ate all the cookies. You're supposed to be going to the gym now. You told everyone you would lose weight. Maybe you already jumped off the... Uh, Maybe you already fell off the wagon. Either way, uh, back to the topic here. If you're like any other Shopify store that I talk to, you know that your email marketing could be improved. For whatever reason, you've been leaving it on the back burner. And there's no better time to do it than Q1 of 2019 to start the year off on the right foot. If one of our clients didn't hire us in the beginning of 2018, they would have missed out on over a million dollars in revenue. And that is what you're leaving on the table. And the later you start, the more revenue you're leaving on the table. So don't wait around. If you want to take email marketing off your plate and turn it into a top revenue driver for your store, go apply for a free consultation at wavebreak.co. So today, uh, like usual, I have another awesome guest. And today we're talking with Charlie Uakim from Sezzle. The reality is this. There is a bunch of people who visit your Shopify store and they don't buy anything. They just leave and they disappear forever. And one of those people one of the reasons those people don't buy is price. You know, maybe they think that your products cost too much money. Maybe they simply can't afford your products. You know, they're waiting on their next paycheck or, you know, whatever. Today on the show, Charlie shares an easy way that you can combat these objections to price and get more sales without lowering your prices. It's a super simple method, and he dives into all the benefits, all of the secrets, everything he's learned, and I'm super excited to dive into it. So without further ado, let's hop right into the episode. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Charlie. Thanks for having me, Dylan. It's, it's exciting. Totally. I'm, I'm super pumped to get into this, super pumped to talk about e-commerce payment plans. Um, and so first things first, before we get into that, like, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Like, who is Charlie? Yeah, sure. So I guess you can probably call me an entrepreneur at this point. Um, I started, um, prior to Sezzle, I started a company in the payment space called Passport. We did mobile payments for parking. We did big cities like Chicago, Toronto, and Boston. Uh, and then we got into mobile payments for transit, ticketing enforcement. So I've got a lot of experience basically taking a company from 
the idea to scale. And uh, I really enjoy it. I enjoy the, the technology side and intersection with business and marketing and strategy. And so uh, I moved on from Passport and end of 2015, started Sezzle in 2016 and basically more of the same. Awesome. And so what is Sezzle? Can you tell me a little bit about that? Like what it yeah, is, sure. how it works, how you came across the idea? Yeah, sure. So Sezzle has been iterative. Uh, both my companies have been pivots over time. And when we started Sezzle, the data point that we saw was that young people were paying with debit in higher volumes than ever before. And we were wondering why. You know, there was some talk that there was preference. Young people today wanted to pay with debit because they saw the, the credit crisis. Uh, there were some people saying that it was a lack of access to credit. Uh, over time, we basically have learned that it was a lack of access. And uh, although we started on the other side, which is why we've, we've learned deeply that it's a lack of access to credit rather than a preference. Uh, so we initially started with uh, making it a debit payment system and, and pivoted into uh, a credit payment system. And, and the idea behind the product is we allow a consumer to split a purchase. Like, let's say you're buying a $200 jacket. The consumer, instead of paying for it all today, can split it into four installments, interest-free and fee-free for the customer. So they'd pay $50 up front, and then in two weeks, they'd pay another 50 and then another two weeks, another 50 and another two weeks, another 50 So over six weeks, they'd pay off the product. And that's all automated for the customer. And um, they create an account with us at the same time so they can continue to use us. So if, I always tell people the shorthand for what Sezzle is, is essentially like a PayPal with micro installments. You set up an account once, you put a payment card on file with us. And then every time you use us on one of our merchant websites and you want to check out, we're essentially this really easy to use credit product. Yeah, that's awesome. And like, let, let's talk a little bit more about that. So like, the whole payment plan thing, like how did you decide, like, because you're a little different than other platforms, whereas other platforms um, might have like a bunch of different options for selecting, you know, like a, a payment plan, but you guys are a little different at Sezzle. Can you talk a little bit about like how, how, like why things are different and how things are different and like how you came to, to like really develop this system that you use? Yeah, for sure. So like I mentioned, we were going through a pivot and at the time, and it was from debit to credit. At the time, we were trying to look at, you know, what was working out in this in the credit space in e-commerce. We wanted to stick in e-commerce because we like we like that path. And we noticed a firm. We looked at what they were doing. Obviously, they were doing a great job. We saw Bread, who is basically like the white label of a firm. And so, if people don't know what those are. So, a firm charges interest, like they do, like payment plans from like three to twenty-four months. Typically, charge interest to the customer, and every time you check out you've got to agree to the terms and conditions. Uh, they really work well for like furniture and mattress purchases. And then bread was out there in the space. They do white label a firm really. So like the retailer can brand it how they want to brand it or remove the branding completely. Uh, and we saw a company in Australia called Afterpay that did something that we decided we liked the best. And this company in Australia was basically making a payment plan into an interest-free payment plan split up like we have it split up. They actually did theirs over eight weeks, but we decided to do it over six weeks. Um, and we just like the consumer-friendly nature of it and the simplicity. Um, in our view, that the, these long payment plans with varying levels of interest, varying degrees of term, uh, first of all, they're confusing, complicated, not as consumer-friendly. And when we saw the, the product in Australia, we said, that's what we thought was best in breed. We thought it was very unique. No one here was doing it in the U.S. And we really fell in love with the idea. 
And so we launched that product in August of 2017, and we just saw it pick up right away. And to our pleasant surprise, the consumer in the U.S. loved the, the product too. And from that point forward, it's just been iterating on it and making it better. Totally. And I think that's a great idea. We were talking before we started recording about like some of the different options out there. And it's like you go to buy uh, a watch that's, you know, I don't know, 250 bucks. We'll call it a, a movement watch or something. I always reference them on this podcast. Uh, but him as a client. <laughs> yeah. But but um, but you go and, and you I, I don't know if they use a wait. Are, do they are you saying they use Sezzle or you want them to use Sezzle? No, we love that. Oh, you love. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say. Uh, like I, I don't know who they use for payment plans. I don't even know if they have payment plans. But let's let's use a two hundred fifty dollars watch as an example. Like I was talking to you before the call. Like we go in and or you go in and they're it's like oh payment plans. What is this? And it's like you're taking out a second mortgage or something just to buy a watch with all the different fees and the way they break the pricing down. It's just it's complicated. And I can't even see how that would like. I mean, for a product in that price point, I can't see how that would help your conversions. I feel like you just, oh, I'm very confused. Yeah, you, you've nailed it. And actually, you know, no offense against the firm, but when they tried to go down into this space, in this low average order value space where we really thrived, I think it's worth noting our average order value. I don't know if I said it, it was more, it's more around the $100 price point. Um, and so that's where we really thrive. And when a firm tried to get into that space with that type of product, it actually... I think for the exact reason you've mentioned, it didn't work very well because customers didn't want to make huge commitments for such small orders. And so it, it actually became a little bit of friction for us as we started to grow because we were doing 10% lift for merchants that would add us to their site. Wow. And we talked to merchants that had a firm in our price point. They said, oh, it was doing less than 1%. This is not even worth our time to talk to you. We're like, no, 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 we're different. <laughs> it works It works completely differently, trust us. Just put us on the website and you'll see. And I think it took a little bit, that added a little bit of friction early on, but then once we started to get some reference sites that we could spread the news. Yeah, totally. And now, like, what are some of the reasons, uh, like, you kind of talked about this, but I kind of want to go a little deeper. Like, what are some of the reasons that I would want to add a payment plan to my website, like a payment plan option. Like, let's say I run, uh, you know, a store, we're doing like a hundred thousand a month, you know, we're selling good. We don't have any payment plan options. Like why might I consider adding something like this to my store? I think the the base reason is it's going to lift sales for you. And, and what that does is, you know, every business has this same, the same sort of dynamics. You have monthly fixed costs and you've got your, your sales with their net, and if you can drive more volume, you're going to bring more to the bottom line because you're going to you're going to subtract your fixed costs from that. And so it's really when we talk to our customers and our our quoted rate for low volume merchants is around six percent plus 30 cents. And I always tell merchants when I'm speaking with them, if your margins are over six percent, we're a no brainer for us for you to add because we're going to drive more to the bottom line if you if you have good margins. And so I think that's that's the real base reason. But if I always think it's good to understand the why and the why this is working so well in today's environment, I think really stems back to what I talked about earlier in that young people are paying with debit in higher volumes than ever before. But I don't think it's preference. We actually strongly believe that it's a lack of access to credit. And a lot of that goes back to the downturn in the economy. In 2008, we had this horrible crash. The group that probably has recovered the worst from that crash is the the young demographic here in the United States. 
And some of it has to do with some of the legislative backlash after the downturn. So in 2009, there was a, an act passed called the CARD Act. It made it illegal to market credit cards on college campuses. It changed the legal age for credit cards from 18 to 21. And a lot of these things were done for good reasons because a lot of young people got into a lot of trouble with credit cards. But what it also did is it really reduced the amount of credit card usage and credit usage in, with young people. And so if you're a merchant, so the merchants that are especially affected are merchants that sell to younger demographics, that customer base is lacking financing as a tool. And so if you're in that space, you should definitely add a product like Sazzle or a financing product to help you sell more because it'll work. When you say like younger demographic, like who are these people? Like what kind of age range and like, are there any specific segments within that demographic that, that this is just killing it in? Yeah, I mean, our primary user base is 35 and under. Gotcha. So 70% of our users are 35 and under. Okay. So if you have a young demographic, this is like a no-brainer. Yeah. And do you see higher conversion, like the younger the demographic, do you see like the higher conversion rates? You know, I don't think we've looked at it that way yet. That's a good idea to look at it by age bracket, what the conversion rate might be. But I think some of the things that kind of indicate that customers of that age really like our product, I think it's the... The digital nature of our product matches up with how those customers shop. And 80, this is, a, I think, a crazy stat. 82% of our checkouts are mobile. So the fact that we're a, a digital product on mobile checkouts makes it really easy for the customer to sign up. We use phone number as a primary identifier. So the user gets texted to get signed up. And then their phone number from that point forward identifies them and makes it really easy for them to check out on their mobile. And that's probably why things are kind of lining up. So it's, it's some of it's legislative and some of it is these young consumers don't want to have a card. They want something digital. Yeah, totally. And so you kind of talked about like the results you've been experiencing before. Like you said, like uh, a 10% increase, like is that a 10% increase in conversion rates? Is that in sales? Like can you break that down for me? Yeah, we view it as an increase in sales. So the reason we break that down is across all of our merchants, we're doing 12% of volume which I think is a crazy number. It, it's really feels good to be behind that. Yeah. And the reason we call it a 10% lift is because you can always argue some of it is cannibalistic, which I get, but we've done some surveys to our merchants or sorry, not to our merchants, to our shoppers. And I mean, I would say significant surveys to our shoppers. And I think the stat that I point out when I talk to merchants is 85% of the shoppers respond saying that they would not have made the purchase without the ability to use Sezzle. Wow. So I just do 85% times 12 and get around 10% left. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Like what are some, what are some other results that, that you see from, from this? Like, do you see people like ordering like more things like more frequently or like higher order values? Yeah, definitely. So our, our AOV lift on first time orders is more significant. It's usually around 40 to 45% lift on the first time a user signs up with us, but on some lift is around 20%. Wow. That's <laughs> so they're, they're definitely more in the cart. I mean, I, I remember early days with this product, you know, a lot of customers are just finding out for the first time. And I remember watching checkouts cause we see the data come through and you see someone go through and buy a pair of jeans and then they buy another pair of jeans. Like three minutes later, you're like, Hey, did we have a duplicate guys? Like what, <laughs> what happened there? And we're like, no, no, the shopper just came back and checked out again because they just were testing us us and seeing what, what happened. But so some of those aren't even getting captured are these like customers that come right back. Cause they're like, Oh, this is real. 
I can, I can buy some more today. Wow. That's crazy. That's crazy. And so, man, that's really cool. Um, and all the only thing like, and this is, this has nothing to do with like changing the price or anything like the price stays the same. Price stays the same. Yeah. The only thing we ask for our merchants is that they have to treat our customers the same as they treat any other customer. So everything is the same product gets shipped out the day of the order, uh, the day of the purchase price is the same. Everything's the same. Okay, so I have a question for you. So this is kind of more of a technical question, but like how do you, on the back end, like how do you know that that person is good for, you know, let's say they have that $200 order. How do you know they're good for that $50 every, uh, what is it, every two weeks? Yeah, so we've done varying things throughout the company's existence. And that's actually one of the secret sauces to the company is, you know, how you develop those algorithms. So we started out using bank payment. So we'd ask a user to sign into their bank. Like, like things like Venmo for checkout. Right. And we, we used to do like bank statement analysis. Like we'd actually pull in cash flows and analyze bank statements on the fly and make decisions. Oh, wow. We still do that, but we've actually transitioned into more of a card first payment method because we realized that we were always going, we're, we're focused on conversion. So focused on conversion that we're constantly testing things to find out how we can improve conversion. So we noticed that if we went to a card first system, we could improve conversion even more. And so we went to a card first system. And so instead of looking at bank statement data, we started to pull in uh, like traditional credit file data, alternative credit file data, and basically the order data and pulling that all together um, and taking different looks at the customer in terms of their email address and IP address and basically mixing that all into a pot and coming out with essentially what behind the scenes we view as a limit for the customer. And based on all that, we give them an initial limit. The customer currently doesn't know what it is, and we're going to be fixing that over time, but they currently don't know what it is. But behind the scenes, we have a limit for a customer, and their performance within the system helps us dictate where it goes. So because it's such a fast-acting system, the first payment is in 14 days and then 28 days and then 42 days, we can really change a person's limit quickly based on what we see from their performance. You find out really quickly with a user. And that, that's, I think, the, the probably the key component. There's like two aspects to it. What you bring in initially on the first look and then how you take it from there. And our, our mission, because we know these young consumers, a lot of them don't have credit data or much data about them at all. So what we try to do is in every case, we try to give a customer a starting point so they can show us that they can become a great Sezzle user. And what we try to do is set that limit out between 150 to 300 uh, as like a starting point so that the customer can check out on a typical checkout online and get that first product and show us that they are deserving of more. And you pay like, you pay the merchant completely up front, right? Yep. Yeah, we pay the merchant up front minus our fee. We take on all the repayment risk, all the fraud risk. So the merchant just has, doesn't really have to worry about it. They just have to ship the product. We're probably the, the, the payment method they have to worry the least about because there's no there's no chargebacks as a part of that. Um, so they're, they're set. That's awesome. And so like, man, yeah, that's really cool. And so, maybe, yeah, it's almost like a no-brainer. So like, as we kind of start to wrap up here, are there any like, is there anything else like you want to say or like any specific, like, I think it'd be cool. Do you know any like sort of cool case studies that you can talk about of people like using Sezzle or like payment plans in general? Huh, that's a good question. 
you know, we have we have so many merchants. We have I, we have a probably like a half dozen or a dozen case studies across different sectors. So if people wanted to see case studies, I, I think we have them available. Um, you know, if they want to reach out to our sales team, we can we can send them out. But I do know that what we typically find is we like to start a lot of merchants in some cases on free trials because if you know they have any hesitation, they go go for the free trial and you'll just see how it works. I think I think the most powerful aspect about our business is we start a lot of merchants on and we don't have a lot of churn so i think that's probably the most powerful stat about our like early on in our business here that merchants are sticking with it because they're seeing the results they could easily I mean, we're on shopify we we're just talking about this before the call they could re- most of our merchants are on shopify they could remove us in seconds if they wanted to and they're not because they see the impact that it has and the sales that it has actually we see a lot of facebook groups where the merchants are sharing the information with other merchants in the groups about how well things work with them with Sezzle. And so I think I think that's pretty powerful. And that's fun to be behind. Absolutely. That's awesome. And so now that we know what we're missing out on as far as payment plans go and and the real power of them and the kind of results they're driving, like what do we what do we do next? Like how do we achieve these results that you talk about? You know, if, I think if you're on a Shopify, I think give a product like Sezzle a try. It's so like we we're explaining it's so easy to install on Shopify nowadays. Shopify's done such a fantastic job with that. Uh, if you're on Shopify, give us a call or you know, reach out to us. You can sign up online, uh, install on your website, give it a shot. Uh, if you want a month free, just let them know that you heard Charlie on the podcast here and you want a month free. We're happy to give it to you. There you, go. Uh, and there you, go. you know, if, if things don't work out, you can easily uninstall it. It's, it's a super simple system to use. If you're not in our price point, like you know, I know not everyone's around that our sweet spot's probably like 200 to 300, but we work great for under that too. But if you're like a furniture company and you do things up in the 800, 900 thousands, we're probably not the right fit for you. But there are companies out there that are like a firm or Klarna or bread. And I would give them a look because I think even if you're in those price points, I think the same dynamics hold true that these younger shoppers typically are looking for alternative credit options. And those companies fulfill that need really well at that price point. I love how confident you are in your service that you just like name dropped all your competitors. You're like, go check them out. (laughs) It says a lot. It does. I know we're not for everyone. No, but yeah, I mean, it's just a lot about how you operate as a company and like a businessman, like so many people would try to get every single sale they can get and just, you know, ram it down the throat. Yeah. Buy Sezzle. Even if you, (laughs) you run, you know, even if your Shopify store is just a blog and you have one product, buy Sezzle. Um, (laughs) that's awesome though, man. If it happened, (laughs) (laughs) as we wrap up here, um, if someone is experiencing these pains or they want to learn more about what you do, like where should they, like, where can they go to learn more about you and what you do, Charlie? Yeah. So they can go to sezzle.com and on the page, we've got a option to sign up for a demo. If they want to have one of our team members reach out to them and show them more. Uh, it's right on the page. Just it's a quick and easy form, and that's probably the best way. Awesome. And you said if they want a free month to mention the podcast. Yeah, mention the podcast, and just mention that you heard Charlie on the podcast here, and we'd be happy to do it. Awesome. So yeah, definitely take advantage of that. I mean, we went through we went through everything, and and the reason why I invited Charlie on the podcast wasn't just because I was digging through the Shopify, you know, app store. Like you're not even listed on the Shopify app store, are you? Or, yeah, we're we're a oh, hidden yeah, app. Oh yeah, you are now. But yeah, once you once you sign up with us, you can see it. Uh, but we are in the the payment drop down. So if you go to the payment gateways, you'll see us there. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Well, anyway, what I was saying is, um, like basically, I didn't just scan through 
the Shopify app store to find your app. Um, the reason why I reached out to Charlie to have him on the show is because a lot of my clients are using it. Um, and I've heard a lot of good things about it. So I wanted to have him on. I wanted to hear more about what he was doing over there just because, I mean, the results that you talk about, like 10% increase in sales by adding you know, a simple Shopify app to your website where <laughs> you guys assume all the risk. And if, you're, and if you're afraid, they even give it to you for free for the first month, which is just crazy. Um, yeah, I'm just, that, that's the reason why I had you on the show, not just because <laughs> you're some random dude and, and you came and you added value. And I really appreciate you coming on and sharing that and, and giving away the free month to listeners. I really appreciate that. Well, it feels good to hear what you're saying, Dylan. And uh, I appreciate having me on the show. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks so much for coming on. This is a lot of fun. I appreciate it. Now, listener, before I sign off, stop me if this sounds familiar. Your email marketing is stuck. You feel like you could be doing email better. You're not generating enough email revenue, and you feel like you're leaving money on the table. But you don't have the time to figure email out yourself or or do it on your own because you have a business to run. Imagine this. Imagine not having to worry about leaving money on the table with your email marketing. Imagine not having to figure out what to send, when to send it, how many emails should look, what automation you need, what segments you need, how often you should be contacting your email list, or just worrying about sending the next email. You don't have to worry about any of that. Imagine having peace of mind knowing that your email marketing is generating sales in good hands. At Wavebreak, we help Shopify stores maximize their email marketing revenue. That's it. We don't do anything else. And we've created a system called the Wavebreak method that, number one, makes you less dependent on Facebook or other marketing channels. Let's say something bad happens. Facebook says, see you later, Shopify store, and they just completely kill your ad traffic overnight. You don't have to worry. You don't have to stress because you're good to go because you have a cushion of email revenue. You don't have to worry about how or what your wife is going to do or if you're going to be able to make rent or if you're going to be able to pay people because you have this cushion of email revenue to rely on. Number two, the second thing this does is huge. And it's how stores scale from seven figures to eight figures uh, to nine figures. And the secret is repeat purchases. The Wavebreak method gets rid of one-time buyers and increases repeat orders. Number three, it keeps your email list engaged. You don't have to worry about Black Friday and beyond. We'll figure out the ideal amount of times that your list needs to be contacted to maximize revenue, and then we'll execute it for you. If you want to learn more about this system and how we can work together to apply it to your business, go to wavebreak.co to schedule a call with me. And I'll personally send you my calendar link and we can chat one-on-one. Now, I don't have unlimited time to do these calls. I can only do a couple of them per week. So if you want to get your call, uh, go sign up at wavebreak.co for it as soon as possible and we can talk about how we can work together. Thanks for listening to this episode. Subscribe to the show on iTunes to get notified of new episodes as soon as they drop. 